Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast, the podcast where real estate investment and pleasure meet. I'm your host, Monique Holm, with my co-host, Denise Cooper. How are you doing, Denise? I'm wonderful. How are you? Doing great. So today we're going to be talking about partnership, um, you know, how why and how you'd want to partner with other people to purchase real estate and which is a a big thing it was it was coming up a lot for me last weekend i was in a um my i have i'm in a talking and there was some there was one one person in there that was having some big with their partner in the in how it can go wrong and how to avoid it going wrong. And then also... Hey, Monique? Monique? Oh? Monique, your phone is going out, uh, going oh. in and out. Okay. I'm sorry about that. Um, is it? Can you hear me better now? Yes. It's still... Okay. So... Just talking about partnership, and you know, there's a great proverb I love. It's an African proverb. If you want to go quickly, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And there are wonderful things about having a partner in real estate investment that allows you to go further, go bigger than you could by yourself, do a lot more than you could if you tried to do it alone. And a lot of people think they can't get into real estate yet because they don't have the resources. But, but we're going to talk today about how you can partner with people who have the resources you're lacking, why you might want to do that, and how you can do that in a way that um, will work for everybody. Sound good? Yes, I'm ready. All right. So um, first, in terms of resources, so there are really three main resources that you – actually, there are four four main resources that you you take advantage of when you are buying real estate. So one is money. Everyone can think of that. You need money to, to purchase real estate. You need money for the down payment. You need money for everything, and that might include getting a loan, but you need to get money. Um, so the second thing is time. It takes time to get a, a property. It takes time to find it. It takes time to manage it. Um, so that's another resource that you need to have. The third is expertise. You need the expertise to know what to buy, where to buy it, when to buy it, how to buy it, and then when you have it, how to manage it effectively. So all of that requires expertise. And the last thing that you need are relationships. And we've talked about this before on the podcast. Real estate is very much a relationship business and, um, so you do need relationships. Now, the wonderful thing is, if, as I'm going through the list, if you've been thinking, okay, well, I have some time but not as much money or I have some expertise but I don't have the relationship, the beautiful thing is you can always partner with people who have whatever it is you're lacking. 
So you, if you have the money to invest, but you don't have the time to find or manage it, you can partner with somebody who has the time and the expertise, and they could do it, or vice versa, um, you know, or, or any combination of, of those. If you have some money, but you need more money, or you have some time, but you need more time, whatever it is, or you have some expertise, but not all of the expertise, you partner with other people who do have what you're lacking, and then you can get it done. So there's no lack of resources. There's just lack of resourcefulness. And if you're resourceful, and if you partner well, then you can have you can you can fill any gaps in in between what what you need to get the property you want. And there's no limit. And this is something that I learned this year as you know my husband and I were looking for a fourplex in L.A., having a lot of trouble finding something by ourselves, um, just using our own capital and credit to get something that would cash flow the way we needed to, something that, an investment that made sense. And then we learned about how we could partner with other people to to do so much more. And instead of getting that fourplex, we've been able, the same amount of time and money, we've been able to invest in um, over, I think it's now five buildings, uh, well, four buildings in, in a mobile home park, over 1,000 units in a year, um, but that was through partnerships. So we were able to do so much more, um, hundreds of times more than we could have alone. Um, so we were able to go much much further, much bigger by partnership. And it's incredible, but you need to um, make sure that you have the right partners. And... Um, and I, I, in my experience, I think there are three big main things to think about in terms of finding the right partner um, or partners for, for what you're what you're wanting. And the first is to you're you're going to require it's going to require you to do an inventory of what resources you actually have um, resources in terms of time, money, expertise, and relationships. And then figure out where it is that you are lacking. And then you're, you're going to want to partner with somebody who has complementary skills, complementary resources, somebody who can bridge the gap. Or it, it might not just be one person. It might be several people. You know, we've partnered with several different people throughout the year in order to get to where we're going. And, uh, but you want to first figure out what you have and what you can offer, what you're bringing to the table, because the partnerships, so you're you need to have some resources of your own to contribute to the partnership. But you want to figure out what you have to offer and what you could, um, and how and what you're needing, so that you can get a good partnership where there's their complementary skills. Um, you have any thoughts or comments to add to that, Denise? Um, I was just thinking that. Well, one, this, like, applies not just to real estate, but it, it applies to life in general. Like, I think about our partnership. I remember um, I w- we were doing something. Oh, it w- we were looking at a new program or something, and you were just like, this is, like, like drying me out. And I was like, oh, really? Because I love the tech stuff and, like, and figuring <laughs> out the numbers and the details. So 
I think, um, like, if you think about, you know, all your different partnerships in life, your relationship, your, your romantic relationship or your friendships or your family members that you really connect with, like, it makes sense that you want to apply that to your real estate deals as well. Yes. Yeah, you, you want complementary skills, and that's definitely something that we have in our partnership, you and I, Denise, that, you know, you're, you, you love putting together the funnels and, and the numbers and other things. And, you know, I have, I have other skills. And so it's a good, um, it's a good partnership because we have complementary, complementary skills, complementary interests. Um, yes. But what we also have, and it's something else you want to, you, you want to have in common with your partner is you want it to have, even though your skills and resources might be different, your you you want to have the same vision and values, I believe. You yeah, want to, absolutely. you know, have the the same end goal in mind, and the same, and not just the end goal, but the means by which you go about that. Um, you want to be similar in that way, so that your, um, you know, thing things that are really important to you. For me, it's really important that. You know, I, I'm in integrity and, and have people around me that are integrity that are that are that want to serve, that want to create win-wins, that want to help uplift and enrich others. Um, and the, you, it, it's important for me and all my partnerships that the, the people that I work with feel the same, and we're not, um, you know, no no slum lords for us. <laughs> like it's always about. How can you? How can everyone win? How can everyone benefit? Um, we don't want any losers. Uh, I don't want any losers in my deals, and um, and so it's important that that the partners that we have, my husband and I, are like that, and and I know Denise and I we're both like that, and and so whatever it is that's important to you in terms of your values and in the ultimate vision, you want to make sure that that is the same. Um, which goes to my my next point is before you even embark upon any relationship, you want to have that those conversations and get real clear. This is not something you want to figure out midway through that that there's some major values or visions that you where you disagree. So you want to have um, conversations about where you want to go and how you want to go about it at the beginning. And you want to, I, I believe you should have a contract, the partnership agreement or however, um, you know, in, in our case we have operating agreements for the different LLCs we're creating, manage, you know, for when we're managing, whatever it is, you want to have a contract that really clearly lays out everyone's rights and responsibilities and duties and expectations. Um, it can Sometimes people think, oh, gosh, you know, but I'm, I'm working with a friend and that's going to be awkward or that's, um, you know, they, they don't want to go there because they think that that shows a lack of trust in the other person. And it it, it does not. <laughs> it does, it not at save, all. It just I makes mean, it... it save a lot of relationships having that yes. clarity at the beginning so the best way Especially, to um, ruin a relationship, to end a friendship, to create like great severe <laughs> not have um, issues, is 
is to not have talked about it before, to not have it clear. Yes. And and then find yourself in the middle of the process without um, clarity about what to do, what is expected of everyone, and that can kill a relationship. So if you value a relationship, and you should, then you want to make sure that you have that all laid out, spelled out very clearly at the beginning. And you want to have um, very clearly spelled out what to do when things go wrong. And we don't expect yeah. anything to go wrong. Um, we expect that you'll, you will agree with everything and all will be right with the world. But it's not that way. Um, you know, that at some point there will be, there will be disagreements and, um, or, you know, you hope that it always ends up great and everyone wants to see the, the deal or project through to the end and it, it all is uh, unicorns and rainbows and roses, but it's not always that way. So you want to make sure that all of that is spelled out super clearly in the contract, what will happen, what are the exit strategies. And um, what to do if there's disagreements. Um, you want that clearly laid out. Um, that's a, super important. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. Do you want to add anything to that? Um, I would just say, yeah, like I think, because um, I also think that vision change, visions change, um, your desires will change through the process. Uh, and so that contract, something for both parties to refer back to because your memory can get fuzzy, like a year out, two years out, your memory gets fuzzy. And, what, you know, we can also think, like, we're all on the same page, but we're not. So you can refer back to the contract. This is our intention in the beginning. And then you can ha- when you're having your state of the union, uh, so, to, so to speak, talks where you're rechecking in all the time to see if you're still on the same page, you can say, um, is this, are we still in alignment with this contract? Does it need to be changed? What's going on for both of us? Yes, very good. It's true. You you do want to refer back and come back periodically, frequently. Um, was at this goals retreat last week, last weekend, and one of the things that was recommended is with your team, you're checking in at least once a month, and then once a quarter, you may even go away and have a retreat where you really get deep and figure out what's working, what's not working. But you you take the time to regularly touch base and figure out where are we in terms of where we want to be, and and that that will also help save the partnership. And um, so you definitely want to be tuning in regularly and figuring out what's what's going on. Um, and you know, God forbid anything is going on really wrong. I, you know, I just heard a terrible story about somebody who had partnered um, with uh, with somebody else to do a development deal, and then found out midway through that the the person that they'd partnered with, the developer, was 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 embezzling money from the deal, and it was a the you know my my friend who was who's in this situation found himself with a with this you know he had investors 
friends and families and who had put their money into this deal and, um, and their faith in him. And he's, he founds out midway that this guy had had an elaborate, um, elaborate scheme and was stealing money. So, you know, one of the things that there were two lessons from that one was he, he hadn't been following up as much as he could have been um, on what exactly was going on and, and hadn't, hadn't really been looking. There, there wasn't as much transparency and he, he wasn't following up. So that was one thing. So you definitely want to keep following up. But the other thing was, and this is my, my last point in terms of uh, partners is to follow your intuition. And when something, if your intuition is telling you that something isn't, this is not going to be a good partnership. Not that the, your partner is a bad person. <laughs> you know, even I, there was, I remember I partnered a while back. Um, this was for a course I was going to do. I partnered with somebody. And when we first met, I got this sense that she was not the right partner. It just was not, it wasn't resonating. My intuition was like, this isn't, this isn't it. This isn't the right this isn't the right fit, but she checked like, you know, and the, the, the checklist, she fit all the boxes um, in other ways. And so I disregarded my intuitive guidance um, and went ahead anyway, because it's like, Oh, but she has all this experience and the great list and the, 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 you know, all of the boxes were checked and it, it didn't, it didn't go well at all. And what the, you know, and we couldn't even, it just failed. It just failed ultimately, and we, I think it would would have saved us both a lot of time and energy. And uh, if I just trusted that my intuitive feeling that was saying, you know, this isn't the right fit for you in terms of partner, and it's not that she's a she was a bad person. She's a great great person, and um, and was a great partner for someone else. It was just not not a, the right partner for me, and I I disregarded my intuitive guidance. And um, and I, I think that you know trusting your intuition is the most I think that's the most important piece of it that if you're you're getting guidance one way or the other um, that yes this is the one or no this isn't the one but trust that and um, and then just always trust the, those messages that you're getting from your that still small voice inside because. Uh, I've found in my experience it, it never leads me astray, and the only time I regret regret um, what I what I do is if I ignore it. Uh, so true. Yeah. So those for me, I think, are the the important things to think about when you're partnering with somebody else. Is you know, a you do an inventory of your skills and resources, and find somebody that has mutual or or complementary skills and resources, but a mutual goal, vision, and um, values. Then you want to really have a contract um, with any partners that spells out very clearly um, everyone's rights and responsibilities. It spells out the, the vision for the project and spells out what to do when things go wrong, what, how, what kind, what exit strategies there are, and lastly, you want to follow your intuition and um, and trust that 
when you're figuring out is this the is this the or is this the person or persons for me to partner with on this particular real estate deal? Or really in life. I mean, as Denise was saying, these are this is this is the same thing you would think about in any type of partnership. I mean, you may not have a, a contract with uh with some some types of you know, partners, but really any business partnership you're going to want to think about all of all of this. And um and yeah. I, I think that will yeah. save it'll save the relationship, it'll save the project and it will make it a lot more successful and and pleasurable and happy for all all um all involved. I also would like to say that um first of all I feel I feel for your friend. Um I think that's probably a lot of people's biggest fears when it comes to partnering with somebody else because they've heard those stories and I would say in, women in particular I notice have a tendency to check out in partnerships when it comes to the financial piece. And so mm-hmm. it's really important to find a way to make numbers fun for you, whether it's hiring a bookkeeper or having a financial advisor that you meet with on a regular basis. So you're confronted with the numbers uh, on a regular basis. And I say confronted because um, I do notice people check out, even successful people. Like I have a client who's super successful and you know, by grace, she's able to feel her way through the numbers, but she doesn't sit down on a regular basis and take a look at it. And and I try to – she's lucky she has me because I chase her down to make sure she does. But, <laughs> yeah, if you don't like numbers, find a way to find someone in your life who does, who confronts you with them on a regular basis. So you do your due diligence. Yes. Do not ignore the numbers. Do not um, ignore the numbers. Yeah. What is uh, one of our uh, favorite? Uh, I think it's Danny. She says, "Pay attention to the numbers, or they're gonna they're they're gonna come back and pay attention to you, or something like that." <laughs> like deal with oh, deal with your money, or your money will deal with you. Indeed, too true. <laughs> okay, too true. So, <laughs> all right. On so, that note, uh, shall we? Do a round of trinities. Let's do it. Yeah. You want to go first? So, um, I guess I can go first. Uh, I'll start. Um, all right. So I brag that I've had. Um, I just had four really incredible days in San Diego with my mentors, the real estate guys. They they had a, um, a 2017 goals retreat, and then we we had our um, our inner circle meeting, meet up, quarterly meet up right afterwards, and it was really incredible to to spend all this concentrated time thinking about my goals, my values, my vision for um, the next year and the next decade or couple decades, and. Uh, so that was that was an incredible incredible experience. So I I I brag I did that and I brag also I went with my husband and my my big kids, the twenty one year old and seventeen year old and that was really great. So I just I brag all of that and um doing that and introducing them to that. That's my brag. 
Well, Brad. And um, thank you. And I am grateful for that space. I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity, for the resources, um, time, and financially that allowed me to do that, allowed us to do that. And um, I'm so grateful for the space that like, taking taking that that time. And you know, if you don't have resources to be able to pay for that kind of thing, you can take the time yourself. So um, I'm really grateful that I have that that practice and habit of taking that time to get clear and what a difference it's made in my life. I'm really grateful for that. And I, okay. And I desire, um, have a long list of goals that (laughs) goals, um, from this weekend. And I desire them to come to me. Um, all of them to come or better, (laughs) them or better, uh, in really wonderful, delightful ways. I, I desire them to come in ways that will make me laugh with delight when they come. And uh, so that's what I, I desire. So shall it be or something better beyond your wildest dreams? Thank you so much. How about you? What's your trinity? I brag that I took a cue from you last week and I started this elimination diet to pinpoint what foods I'm personally allergic to. And it, I've wanted something like this for so long, but all the different plans I looked at just looked like, they looked like hell to be honest with you. And I was like, I I just don't want to do that. (laughs) And I found one, (laughs) I found one that works and it's working really well. And so I, I have a lot more energy. I'm like, I effortlessly am doing my desire for 2017, which was to eat like 80% plant, plant, a plant-based diet. Uh, so that's happening. And so that's my brag. I've been eating like a ton of vegetables for the last five days, and I feel really good. Mm, um, wonderful. Well bragged. I am, and, and we should give a shout out because we're not affiliates, but it's, it's the thing is called it's the plan by Lynn Janae Recidis. Um We're not, like I said, we're not an affiliate. We're not getting any money for talking about it, but might as well share it in case any of you guys are curious because I've been loving it too. <laughs> yes, yes, go check it out. It's definitely like you know, it's not for everybody. I think. It just hit me at the right time in my life where I've had all this information and it was like the final piece to the puzzle. Um, let's see. I'm grateful. Uh, actually, I just saw a video on um, Facebook Live from the Astro Twins and they were talking about uh, Saturn and Sagittarius. And I'm a Sagittarius. And for the last three years, Saturn has been in my sign and Saturn's a little bit of a task maker. And I've noticed that my usual luck and like playing big strategy doesn't work as well in the last year. And so what I've had to do is one, focus on one thing at a time and two, start to um, look at the baby steps for my big, big projects and ideas. So I'm grateful to them for that reminder to like honor the baby steps and then also honor the destination. Like I'm always about the chase and the next destination and I don't necessarily take the time to enjoy what it is I've created. And so like living in that is, I'm so grateful for that reminder. 
And I desire, I desire that 2017 be a, a, I want to end 2017 with six-figure net worth, and I desire Mm -hmm. to take the necessary baby steps to make that happen. Mm. So shall it be or so much better than you can ever imagine under great and imperfect ways? Well, Thank you. Um, well, brag, beautiful gratitude, and um, nice desire. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for um, for joining us. Um, and if you want to find us, there's information at the bottom of the um, the podcast that where you can get a free video on nine key items experienced investors look for when checking out a property, as well as a link to our website, so you can get to our blog and um, and see all of the things that we have going on available for you. Yay. Thanks for joining us. And remember in real estate, keep it uh, pleasurable and keep it juicy. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.